0: This episode is brought to you by MGMA Events. The Medical Practice Excellence Financial and Operations Conference 2023 will be held March 19th through the 21st in Orlando, Florida. During our premier spring event, attendees will gain key insights from both disciplines and learn about topics that shape the future success of medical practice organizations. Go to mgma.com slash mpe23 to learn more and to register today. Hello, this is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA. As part of our Future Fives Award program, we're featuring interviews with recipients so you can hear about their experience and their healthcare journey. Let's go to our conversation with David Comiskey now. Well, David, uh, welcome to the MGMA Insights Podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. So you are uh, one of the recipients of our first Future 5 Award. It's the MGMA 2022 Future 5 Award. So congratulations for that. Uh, Thanks very much. It was um,
1: a a real honor to have been one of the recipients. And I have to say I was a bit surprised. (laughs)
0: Well, that's what I've heard from uh, one of the other honorees I spoke to yesterday. They told me I didn't even know I'd been nominated. So it's a, that's a good thing to wake up and learn that you're a you're an honoree uh, for one of these MGMA awards. So congrats. That's really cool. It is. It is super cool. And it really, I mean,
1: I think it's a great program for the um, MGMA. It's um, seems like a very special award. Hopefully it continues for years to come, not just All one year. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, it's one of those things we'll we'll look out because we realize people that are either uh early in their career or are really gaining steam in their career, that's that's the future of healthcare. So we want to recognize y'all and uh help you any way we can to keep doing great things out there in healthcare. So let's do a little recap of you, just kind of get an idea of who you are. So you're currently chief operating officer of health me. Um for our listeners, who is Health Me? What's the organization? What do you guys do?
1: Yeah, so Health Me is a physician founded uh, company that helps medical practices bundle, price, and retail their services for those patients who are looking to uh, take control of their healthcare costs um, as direct payers. And, you know, I mean, obviously, direct pay in healthcare. It is a growing, I think, movement. There are, uh, as high deductible health plans become more and more prevalent, uh, as self-insured employers are taking more and more responsibility for their employees' costs, there are just a lot of people out there who are paying directly, shopping for care, uh, searching for transparently priced care. And, and what HealthMe does is, is help, help our clients um, meet the demands of this growing population of people And essentially, we turn doctors' offices' websites into e-commerce storefronts where patients can shop and transact care like they do everything else in their lives.
0: Well, I mean, that is one of the great things we're seeing happen in healthcare where we can, I mean, when you've got the Amazons of the world, you got the Apples where everything is is kind of frictionless type payment Uber. I'm going to be traveling later today. I'm going to take an Uber, and <laughs> it's just you set it up and it's done. And is that one of the goals for you guys to just make it look as much as you can, at least from the financial side, like other businesses that we see out there? Yeah, I think that's
1: exactly what what our goal is.
0: Uh, you know, I think um,
1: the Uber model is not the model that we're taking. Right? Like okay. What we're really trying to do is. Um, make this a win win for providers and patients. And so we're I mean, we're physician founded. We're always on the side of the physician and and we're not looking to go create a big marketplace um, that people are searching for care, comparing doctors and things like that. It's right. not we to enable uh, our clients uh, from their own their staff and from their own websites to just present a digital experience. And so, you know, we think of it like, like Shopify, big, you know, mm-hmm. publicly traded billion dollar company. What they did for small business owners of any sort uh, was give them an e-commerce presence, right? Retail was going in terms of walk-ins to store, storefronts and things like that. Obviously, especially over COVID, that just wasn't happening. So, so everything shifted to online shopping and and shopify empowered all of these small businesses to uh have a beautiful clean easy to navigate shopping experience on their website and that's what we're trying to do as well
0: um that is, but in
1: terms of the payment experience yeah that's
0: yeah. needs to be simple yeah that is great thanks for clarifying that um so as chief operating officer what is your primary focus there what are you working on day to day yeah So I come from a
1: background of consumer technology um, uh, outside of healthcare entirely. I've built um, software applications that um, consumers use to book various services and pay for services, primarily in the pet industry is my background actually. Um, But what I'm doing with HealthMe is bringing that experience, really focusing on product and user experience um, and then um, scaling the organization as well. So, you know, when I joined HealthMe with with the founder a couple years ago, it was just him and and one other employee, um, and it was just you know his practice and a couple other practices in in his region that were using it. And so, we've really been focused on commercializing it. And, and I think over the last two years, the commercial adoption that we've got, um, especially in the orthopedic space, he's an orthopedic surgeon himself. Um, it's been really remarkable what we've accomplished in the last two years.
0: Okay. That is that is great. Thanks for sharing that with us. And you mentioned that you came out of the healthcare industry entirely. You mentioned uh worked in, I guess, some form of the pet industry and some yeah. other things you've been doing. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that healthcare journey. How'd you how'd you land here and and really what got you interested, excited? uh, about healthcare in the first place?
1: Yeah. Um, I like to solve big problems. Uh, and you've I think, got one in
0: healthcare. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, by way of background, I spent seven years working in the intelligence community for the department of defense in Washington, DC. Okay. And we were, you know, I was working on a day-to-day basis, you know, um, building strategy and working against, you know, big adversaries and things like that to our national security. Those were big problems. Um, But I also wanted to attempt to do things on my own and, and, you know, build something of myself. And yeah, I I found myself in the pet care industry, which was just a lot of fun um, and an amazing learning experience there. But the one thing that I felt like I was missing over the five years that I had built the company in that industry was sort of um, mission, right? The idea of doing something that was going to potentially have a big impact. And I had that in the intelligence community uh, and I was looking for it again. And, and as I was thinking about, you know, where do I want to focus my efforts and energy? Healthcare was something I knew nothing about. Um, and I like, I'm an endlessly curious, really. And I was like, all right, I need to, I need to figure this out. And I was fortunate enough to have been introduced to the founder and CEO of HealthMe at the right time, at the right place to, uh, to, to enter healthcare just over two years ago.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that is awesome. Um, so you've, got, you like looking at the big picture, like those big, uh, projects to, uh, tackle there. So, uh, that segues into our next, uh, question here, cause it's about the transformation in healthcare. Um, I was reading, uh, your nomination, um, for this future five award. And it was talking about, it helped me how you've helped bring about transformation through this direct pay platform. I know you talked about it a little bit previously, but maybe give us a snapshot of what it looks like in action. If you've worked with a practice and how maybe it's helped them and how those practices are able to measure if it's helping them with their, with their patients.
1: Yeah. I I mean, great question. So in right, right as I joined the company, um, the reason the founder founded it was because he realized his staff was effectively turning away self-pay patients at his orthopedic practice. Okay. A patient called the staff or called the practice, um, you know, and, and as most practices will do, they'll attempt to ascertain whether it's an in-network or out-of-network patient almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's your insurance provider? And when a patient would say, oh, I'm looking to pay cash, you know, most most medical staff members are really trained for third-party billing. It's what healthcare is and has been for a very long time. And and so to to serve a self-pay patient, it was an incredibly hard challenge. You have to predict, to, to provide an upfront price to that patient, you have to predict what the doctor is going to do in advance. You then have to quote a price to that patient over the phone. You then have to negotiate that price with that patient over the phone. And then you have to figure out how you're going to potentially collect that payment from that patient over the phone. And so for a lot of groups for a very long time, self-pay equated to no pay. And so it was just a lot easier for, for these patients to ultimately get denied or turned away at the door when they're calling into these practices because there wasn't a good workflow and tool to do so. His practice was suffering this problem. He realized it, and that's what um, really started Health me. But he 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 didn't think it could just be his practice. And so we actually conducted a secret shopper peer reviewed campaign that he presented. Our CEO presented at the American uh, Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons (AAOS). I might have the acronym wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, that showed that the 100 largest private orthopedic practices in the country of those 100 almost 90% of them were also turning away self-pay patients. That's a massive problem. One, it's just not good for business. Oh. These are these are ready payers with cash willing to pay for your services. And instead of saying, come on in like any other business would, you're shutting the door in front of them, right? And so, um, I mean, too many case studies to point to at this point. But what we're seeing is that groups that come on our platform, whether it's a one doc group, or 150 doctors, um, they're generating on average $50,000 of newfound incremental revenue per surgeon per year, just by capturing this this patient population that they were turning away at the door. Our our best performing doctor of 2022 is a single doc in in Arizona who's pacing for over $200,000 this year of self-pay, of of transacting self-pay bundled care over our platform. It's really remarkable. And I think what's so great about it is yes, we're helping practices grow revenue, but we're also bringing important access uh, to care of a patient population entirely disenfranchised from the healthcare system that we have right now. When we turned away those patients before, what happened was they would delay care, neglect care, end up in the emergency department spending five times as much and getting referred back to the same specialist who sent them there in the first place. <laughs> so uh,
0: I've, I've rambled a little bit, but hopefully that's oh No, no yeah. it's like a catch-22 there. Yeah, that is, what a great service y'all have uh, found. So I want to talk about another one you're involved in. Uh, it's uh, a good faith estimate program. Tell us how that one works and and how it's helped. Quite frankly, was something that's top of mind to practices the with navigating that no surprises act.
1: Yeah. Uh I like to say that the No Surprises Act caught everyone by surprise. <laughs> uh, like I don't think maybe MGMA did. I have to believe that your your policy department did, but nobody else saw this no. coming down the pike whatsoever. Uh and then on top of that, you know, the no surprises act is really the only bio. Or, or price transparency regulation is like really the only bipartisan agenda item of both administ- uh, the last two administrations um, yeah. these days as well. It caught us by surprise. I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't uh, lie. We didn't necessarily know about it. Uh, there's a large consortium of uh, independent orthopedic practices who uh, we're familiar with and and are close with, and and their leadership asked us if if their members who uh, use Help Me uh, when the No Surprises Act passed, if their members are compliant with this Mm -hmm. new law that caught everybody by surprise. And, you know, our answer was, we don't know, let's, let's find out. Uh, And so we had uh, a number of healthcare attorneys review our platform and, you know what they actually said and what the no surprises act requires of medical providers there's obviously that big hospital price transparency act that came out in 2020 the no surprises act in 2022 i guess i'm getting my years confused mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. no surprises act um what it re- requires medical providers of all types to do is to be able to provide a good faith estimate of care the cost of care to any patient who asks for one, especially self-pay and uninsured patients. So anything over $400, before that patient steps foot in your practice, you actually have to deliver them a good faith estimate of the cost of their care. Um, The CMS estimates that it takes about an hour and 40 minutes to generate one good faith estimate and will cost a practice at just over $200 to do so. It's kind of a big lift for a busy medical practice who, I mean, staffing and things like that, that's just a big ask. Um, and so, after we had some attorneys review our platform, we realized we had to check a few additional boxes. We were exceeding the expectation of the law per all of the attorneys that looked at it because these aren't estimates. We're giving practices a price transparency tool on their site where it's this is the cost of your package. It's pre bundled, upfront payment, all in. There's no surprise billing whatsoever that happens. The patient pays in advance. HealthMe holds it in escrow and then releases the funds same day to the practice as the patient seen. Um, so we were exceeding the expectation of the law, but we had it to generate a good faith estimate that had the provider information, had the patient information, a description of the services, the CPT and ICD-10 codes related with those services, dispute language if the patients needed to dispute the estimate for whatever reason, and then to deliver those in the language of the patients choosing. And so our Good Faith Estimate Engine, we went live with it on January 8th of this year, eight days after. We were prepared to do so because even though we didn't know the law was coming, we'd already bundled in price care. We had all the relevant diagnosis codes in our back end. So putting the engine together was actually a pretty simple task getting the languages was a more challenging task but we've got uh we've we're presenting um good faith estimates now in 11 different languages um uh the most common um non-english languages and spoken in the country so we're pretty proud of what we accomplished there uh in a short period of time
0: that's awesome well i, I want to switch gears here we have time for a couple more questions and just want to, I, I feel like I already have a somewhat of an answer in hearing you talk about healthcare and your role in it, but what is it about healthcare that excites you um, about being someone who can help with that transformation of healthcare? What's, what's going on there? What excites you when you you feel like you and your team have nailed it on something? Yeah, I
1: think it, I mean, it's really simple. I, at the end of the day, we're all patients, mm-hmm. right? And and it just affects everyone. Right. Uh, and I think what excites me there is I, as a high deductible plan holder myself, right? <laughs> it's often a decision that I'm having to make when I'm getting, when I'm see, seeking care, should I go insurance or should I just, you know, pay directly for myself? And um, if I can, if if HealthMe can do that as helping patients and also make it a, um, growth opportunity for the independent physician practices. That just to me feels really, really important. I think great healthcare is 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 local, and um, so we're really trying to champion our clients across the country that um, you know can become pillars in their community, really by by offering price transparency um, and standing out amongst their peers.
0: Yeah, I I love that you brought that up. I mean, that's something that. I think it's a real challenge, but if we continue to challenge ourselves as, you know, within the healthcare industry that at one time or another, we're all patients. And so when we're sitting on that other side of the table and that other side of the office, what works and what doesn't work and really start deconstructing it there. So I'm so glad that you, that you mentioned that. So I have a final question for you, then I really want to ask you this. So <laughs> get out the crystal ball and um, start thinking about it. I mean, this is such an easy question and it's in your wheelhouse because you like the big problems to solve. <laughs> but what do you think the future of healthcare looks like? And what do you want your role? What do you see your role in, in being an agent of change there?
1: I like big problems, but that's a that is a big question. I. I mean, for me, it's the future of healthcare looks transparent, right? I think, and and I think what that will mean is that there are the decisions that we make in terms of healthcare decisions are going to change a little bit in terms of it's no longer really going to be who's in network that I can go see right? I'm I'm trying to make a value-based decision. And to make a value-based decision, I need to have, uh, as I do with everything else that I shop for, right? When I'm buying um, coffee in the grocery store aisle, right? I'm making a decision versus uh, two things, price and quality. And what I hope is that the future of healthcare presents healthcare consumers, patients, payers, whomever, the opportunity to make those decisions in a way that is informed and um, uh, and can benefit everyone, and so uh, hopefully that's a decent answer to that uh, to that question.
0: It absolutely is. So, David, I just want to thank you again for joining the MGMA Insights podcast, and I want to congratulate you again on being in this initial class of the MGMA future five honorees. So thank you so much and congrats. Thank you. All right. Really nice to be here. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at MGMA.com slash membership.